Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Happy Skews Day to you. It is July 19th, 2022. I'm Trey Crowder, and that's Mark A.G. What's up, Mark? What's up, Trey? Uh, you were supposed to be on vacation today, but it didn't work out, right? Uh, tell the folks what happened. Yeah, we were going to go to Yosemite, uh, and I was going to uh, attempt to do the show from up there at the, the place we were staying, just for the record. But uh, it's, you know, on fire, as it often is. Now, the park's, like, still open and all this stuff, but they say, you know, California just be setting on fire all the time on account of us killing the planet and all that. The park is still open and everything, but they say, you know, expect smoky conditions and all this. And I was already thinking, like, it feels like it kind of defeats the purpose of going up there, see all this natural beauty if it's a, you know, ash fall hellscape or anything. Yeah. And I talked to somebody who knew a friend of theirs had just gone to Yosemite like a couple of weeks, like the weekend before last. And they said they got up there and just turned around and came back for it because it was pretty bad, according to them. So I haven't checked back in on it since that we went ahead and pulled the plug last week. And decided not to go. So they, it may have gotten better. I don't know, but uh, I doubt it. So anyway, so now on the last minute change of plans because the boys are on summer break. We're going to Palm Springs, which seems like it may have been ill-advised because it's 130 degrees there. Not literally. It's like it's 110 or something. It's going to be yeah. insane. But, you know, pools and stuff will be all right. It's a uh, hundred degrees in England right now. Like, oh, right. A thousand people have died in a heat wave. Uh, yeah, they're not yeah. built for it over there. It's like snow in the south, that kind of heat over there. They're just, you know, me and Corey yeah. just got back from there, and so many places just don't even have air conditioning and stuff. And when we were there, it, it was totally fine. You never missed it. But when it's 100 yeah. degrees, it's a problem. Maybe we could get more Americans on board fixing climate change if they realize it's going to fuck up their vacation plans. Like, <laughs> yeah. Your, your wife's going to be mad you can't go to Yosemite. We gotta, you got to get an electric car. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got to go to uh, Comic Con for work tomorrow and thursday so i'm trying to figure out what combination of seven masks to wear 18 different covid variants at nerd mecca going on the nerd hunt. yeah have you been um, there before i've like i'm yeah. i'm into all that nerd stuff the stuff that goes down there seems super rad to me but i also don't like massive groups of people and being like packed yeah. in and stuff and it kind of I, I don't know if i can handle it or not i think it'd be too much yeah I've, crowds have never hit for me. That's why I don't like like music festivals and shit like that. It's like it, it's not that, that I'm like have a fear of crowds. I just don't like other motherfuckers in my way. <laughs> yeah, it's pure pure narcissism reasons. It's like why are you, all you other people are here? I want to be up front. Why are you? Why are you doing? Yeah, that? this isn't fair. Um. So a couple things before we get to the show uh, today. The House passed the Respect for Marriage Act, which codifies uh, gay marriage and interracial marriage. We still do that in 2022, right? Because um, that feels necessary, but it does uh, though. Everybody, uh, everybody that voted for it was a Democrat. Some Republicans voted for it too. Everybody that voted against it was a, was a Republican, obviously. And they, GOP seems to be so scared of this issue that they might actually pass the Senate with 60 votes, but. <laughs> Dick Durbin said immediately that the Senate doesn't have time to pass it because they're so busy doing other shit. Right. What are you doing? What are you take- ever doing? You know, yeah. Like, yeah, they, they oh, just, well, none yeah. of them will ever talk about like all the things they're so busy doing. Cause I feel like it's like the one thing that unites both sides. It's like, y'all ain't doing shit. You know, like, yeah, it's ridiculous. They, we all keep reading all this news about all this massive legislation that's passed in the Senate all the time, right? Is right. Famously. I love passing uh, stuff. <laughs> in other dumbass political news, this Republican state uh, 
in order to fuck over electric cars. I guess North Carolina has some random um, uh, free public electrical vehicle chargers and has incentives for private businesses to give them away. And he's like wants to use taxpayer money to smash them up or run them over with a monster truck or whatever. Uh, if, uh, if, if there aren't parallel free gas pumps put up next to them, which, <laughs> uh, if, if the government, you, you can't be for good stuff if you're not for bad stuff equally. That's right. just science, right? It's and also, just, well, it's funny that it's like, I think he's wanting to allocate $50,000 of the budget to destroying gas pump, or excuse me, electric mm-hmm. charging uh, kiosk. And it's like, I wonder, because I used to be in government contracting, like if they'll solicit for bids for that or something, like if just an old boy with a sledgehammer can put in his bid, <laughs> try, to, try to come in as the lowest bidder, get that sweet, sweet, you know, Dude, destruction people, of property uh, contract. I love, I love hitting shit with a hammer. I do it for free. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's just purely psychotic shit. And also, like, it, it's the, the thing about Elon Musk turning Republican and doing this anti-electric car shit, because it used to be just like, well, the, we shouldn't interfere in the free market if people are voting with their feet for gas. Okay, right? Now it's like, because electric vehicles and solar and stuff are more profitable, now we have to sabotage them with the government. It's like, it's, it's so, like, nihilistic and stupid. Um, anyway, that hasn't passed in or anything, but I'm assuming yeah. a little I mean, yeah, nothing would surprise me now. Any of those stupid laws could pass, but it's like they, cause he's a state level congressman in North Carolina. And I feel like mm-hmm. their state level guys, especially in red states in the South and stuff are constantly coming up with insane bill. Cause they need to like have something to put their name on or whatever. Like it's hard to make a name mm-hmm. for yourself at that level. So you got to come up with wild shit. It's just that sometimes world we live in the wild shit ends up uh, going the distance. Yeah, we were talking about a lot of that wild shit today. Uh, before we get serious, I want to talk about one of the funniest things I read this week. Some historian dug into the history of swimming. And apparently, um, white people love doing the breaststroke, right? Mm-hmm. That was the, fam- the, the, the favorite swimming method of, like, Europeans. Even uh, They just thought it looked more dignified. Right. And so, like, indigenous peoples and, uh, and Africans swam the, the fast way. The, the, yeah. The, Over, like, the, yeah. The- yeah. White, Crawl white method or whatever. Yeah. So <laughs> white people still, once they learned about the new, the new better method of swimming, they still resisted it for hundreds of years because they thought it looked uncouth. Un- yeah. Stopping. Like undignified. Like, we're not going to flop around in the water like some sort of rabid yeah. mammals. We are, yeah, we're dignified people. Literally drowning I- themselves up <laughs> <for> a racism. Because <laughs> they got to keep their heads above water when they do that. You know, and it's like, I can't have my powdered wig be soiled with this, you know. Filthy aquatic situation. Uh, yeah. yeah. White people, man. What are you going to do? Um, uh, just, just one more reason we don't hit the Olympics. There we yeah. go. Not the, not the, we, we invented the Winter Olympics to have stuff to hit at, but not the Summer Olympics. We're just, we're just undignified to go fast in the water. Uh, yeah. All righty. Well, uh, we do have producer Matt with us tonight. He's back from the fjords of Norway. I assume they got fjords. I believe that whole area up there is just lousy with fjords. So I hope he enjoyed the fjords. Either way, we're glad to have him. This is Weekly Skews. I do want to remind you, of course, of two things. First, if you would like to see me live, you can go to TreyCrowder.com and get some tickets. I'm on a solo stand-up tour at present, doing an hour, sometimes more, of new material. We're having fun with it. Thanks to everybody that's come out so far. The shows have been tremendous. I'll be in Connecticut and upstate New York next week. Plenty of other places after that. Currently booking 
uh, dates in the fall. So, yeah, come out and see me. Go to TreyCrowder.com and get your tickets now. Number two, if you enjoy this humble program and would like to show your support, you can do so by signing up on Patreon. $5 a month gets you full-length bonus episodes. We're going to do one later this week. we got plenty more in store. If you're into that, go to weeklyskews.com slash more or just go on Patreon and look me up. Sign up on there. Get some more skews in your life. We surely would appreciate it. All right. As for the show tonight, it would seem that overturning Roe v. Wade is having some increasingly common and truly horrific unintended consequences. Who could have possibly foreseen something like that? As for their part, the right is responding to it with the level of dignity and respect you would expect them to, which is to say, not hardly none. The spin machine is whirling out of control right now. We'll talk about it a little later. But first, of course, the Daily Dumbass. Matt, graphic, please. Tonight's DD, anyone who assumed that Herschel Walker's favorite game was football. No, no, no. Let's let the man himself correct us in this truly wild clip. My favorite game I used to play, guy, was Russian roulette. People said, what? I said, yeah, you know, people come to my house want to compete against me. You're not worthy. You don't work like I work. And unless you can put this gun in your head, you ain't fearless like me. People used to think I was crazy. I would take a gun, put it in my head, snap it. Wouldn't even think about it. My favorite. <laughs> yeah. What about that, Mark? You think you're a real man? You think you can go toe-to-toe with Herschel Walker and shooting yourself in the face? <laughs> you you don't Uh-oh. put the work in, Mark. You're not in the shooting yourself in the face gym every day. <laughs> I love that he's framing that as work. Like, yeah, you, right. Working extra hard at Russian roulette is just the fastest way to die. Uh, you got to gotta, you gotta, I was Practicing Russian roulette is just committing suicide. I don't know what the hell he's talking For about. For sure. But I it, can't – I mean, like, I – the thing with him is he's like clearly a nigh on pathological, if not outright pathological liar. Like we know uh-huh. that at this point. Now this, I don't know what the ups normally he's like, yeah, I was in the FBI and I, you know, do all kinds of cool shit. This, I don't know if it's just like what he's going for, but anyway, I'm just saying he yeah. says all kinds of crazy shit, but of course this one, I'm like, yeah, I totally believe that, but who the hell knows what this dude Yeah. The FBI thing, if the, if the viewers don't know, in that same speech, it was too—it's too long and rambling and nonsensical to for daily dumbass. But he tells this long story about to kill him, and his reason was because at the time he was an FBI agent, mm. and I—I I don't know how to tell you guys this, but Herschel Walker was never an FBI agent. <laughs> no, and uh, I don't know what. Yeah. I feel like he uh, might not have passed a, the, the sort of like psychological background check. You know what I mean? Like they're running it on him and he's like telling him his favorite game is Russian roulette. I feel like that's a pretty big, uh, pretty I, big, that's a deal breaker if you're trying to be in the FBI, I would assume. I think they also have a college degree requirement. And since he also lied about finishing college, I don't think he could pass that test either. Um, yeah, I, I, the, it's possible that. The Republicans have nominated such clown candidates that the Democrats might actually hold on to the Senate because between him and uh, Dr. Oz and a few other bumbling fucking psychos, uh, I, I mean Herschel, Herschel's still like ahead by a couple points, but Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, well, I remember and look, you know, again, yeah, we could be wrong; they might both win. Who knows? But like, I, I, I hear you on that, and I, I'm hopeful for that too. And I remember when like. Roy Moore is running against Doug Jones, you know, who since lost his seat, obviously. But when that was happening and people were saying it's like, yeah, but they're, you know, 
it takes this egregiously terrible of a candidate for a Democrat to actually have a chance in a place like this. And I was always just like, yeah, but like this, this is who they are now. Like increasingly, this is becoming the norm for them. You know what I mean? So there's going to be more of them. And, you know, they're having yeah. that. We, America really did a speed run of an empire. We got to like the, the, the Roman decadence and Visigoth stage of empire in like uh, 50 years. What, how, long we, how long have we been a superpower since then? Yeah, end yeah. World War II, right? Isn't that the generally accepted yeah. time frame? Yeah. yeah, I think when World War II started, we had the 17th largest navy in the world behind like Norway. Uh, another Norway reference. Sorry, Matt. Uh, Matt's arch enemies now. They get they stuck him there during an airline strike and gave him. Matt's got this is a HIPAA violation. Matt's got COVID. <laughs> yeah, COVID he's okay. He's hanging in yeah. there. He's he's a, he's a trooper as always. We're but making, yeah, we're making it work because we're we're slave drivers over here. Excuse Norway, me. man, really went in on producer Matt. What are you gonna do? Uh, sucks because I gave you COVID and then made you come back to this uh, healthcare hellscape. <laughs> you know, <laughs> been over all that good socialist medicine. I again, I, that's like fjords. I just assume they have it anyway. Um, all right, our first honorable mention for daily dumbass: Donald Trump for not being able to pop a wheelie. Let's see this uh, kind of wild interaction with Pete Buttigieg and a Republican dipshit by the name of Troy Nails. President Biden's mental state, and for good reason. Sadly, he shakes hands with ghosts and imaginary people. He falls <laughs> off bicycles. Even at the White House Easter celebration, the Easter Bunny had to guide him back into his safe place. Cue cards that say <laughs> sit here or end of speech, which he actually states. Bunny. That is, if he stays awake. So my question for you is, sir, have you spoken with any other cabinet members about implementing the 25th Amendment on President Biden? First of all, I'm glad to have a president who can ride a bicycle. Yeah. Then after that, as you could probably guess, it just devolves into Buttigieg trying to answer his question and him refusing to allow him to do so by repeatedly screaming over him until his time allotted time has run up. So yeah, you don't need to see so, the rest of it. <laughs> if you're wondering what they're talking about, um, if you're not plugged into like right wing shit posting, uh, you might not even know about these stories. But so the shake Biden's on his, um, you know, big Middle East trip. And uh, he was get, he finished giving a speech that gave him the Israeli presidential medal of freedom or whatever the version of that. And he was talking to an Israeli leader about where they're going to sit. And he's point, he's pointing to say which chair he should sit in. Cause you know, obviously that's been worked out by aides and stuff. Like it's like high level negotiating over what chairs are which. So he's like, he's like pointing with his hand over which chair to go to. And they snipped it out to make it look like he's trying to shake hands with nobody. Uh, right. It's a lot. Of, it's a lot of stuff like that. You, you don't have to. I think I'm on the record. My 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 feelings towards Joe Biden are ambivalent at best. Um, but you don't have to like lie. <laughs> he's he's a step slower than he used to be because he's 80 years old, and that's fine. We voted for him knowing that. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I also got, like really good at propaganda. I like the uh, the congressional intern or whatever whose job it is to hold up the uh, you know. Easter bunny pictures and stuff behind him like that. She probably went to fucking Harvard or something like that. Georgetown, some shit. Yeah. <laughs> Georgetown law. And she's back uh -huh. there holding up pictures of Biden with the Easter bunny while this dude rambles on. Um, in that, in that hearing, they asked him, uh, they asked Pete Buttigieg to describe America in one word. He just said home. And he said, well, last week, President Biden said, 
I could, I want to describe America in one word, and it was just a string of like forty three letters or continents. And try to get Joe Biden uh, people just to sound it out, and the intern really looks like it's like, oh my god, I should have worked at Popeyes. This is fucking right. Cool. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I'm sure you have to feel that at least sometimes, but I just don't like. I know this is what always happened. You know, it's always like, well, what about Trump and everything? But, you know, yeah, Trump can't ride a bicycle. But also, like, the, you know, he famously uh, did a bunch of dumb shit all the time. You know what I mean? That didn't have to be fabricated. It's just, uh, I don't know, it's wild bitching about the mental capacity of this president when, you know, your implied preferred replacement is the dude who still talks about acing the dementia exam he took or, you know, whatever that yeah. was. Camera, woman, this, man, room, light, killed it. If this, if this bicycle thing had happened when Trump was in office, like, he would have done a photo op the next day where he would have tried to jump, like use a ramp to jump a jump a kiddie pool or something. And then <laughs> somebody would have come up with footage where they zoomed out and it had training wheels on both the front and the back. And they would have called it fake news. Uh, yeah. God. But I guess we're engaging in fake news right now, too, because uh, actually on our next honorable mention here, turns out Mark Trump is the picture of physical fitness and mm -hmm. uh, American excellence, at least according to this guy. Ronnie Jackson, baby. Back at it again. Yeah. Former Obama White House doctor. Trump. Now, you're famous for uh, extolling the health virtues of Donald Trump. You did so publicly, and a lot of people are like, oh, man, you're overdoing it. But actually, let's face it, he is a very unique specimen. I mean, anybody can see that. He is 76 years old. He has the energy of a of a 16-year-old. What? I don't think you are. You, do me a favor. Tell us about his health, if you don't mind. No, he's in great health. And people wonder, like, well, why is he so healthy? Because, you know, he famously doesn't have a really great diet and he, he doesn't yeah. exercise much, uh, you know, other than playing golf and whatnot. But you got to look at the, you know, his whole life. I mean, during throughout his life, he never drank, he never smoked. He had, he led a pretty healthy life overall compared to a lot of folks. And so I think that he's uh, reaping the rewards of, uh, of a healthy life early on. And he was in great shape. I mean, I put him on the treadmill, did a cardiac stress test on him. He knocked it out of the water. I mean, he, he was in the top 10% of, of everyone in his age. I mean, he, he did extremely well in his cardiac stress test. And he, um, he just, you know, he, he's, he's in great, great right. health. To be honest. This, is North, like, this is North Korea state media shit. I, I, like, right. Yeah, they, you know, they do. Well, they do. Like, they're, like, obsessed with acting like he's a, you know, physical specimen despite every you know it's so obviously to the con all you have to do is look at him and tell that that's not true but that you know they they paint pictures of him and shit like stiff arming linebackers at the goal line to score the game winning touchdown or like with abs holding like looking like rambo with donald trump's uh -huh. head like they they love doing that shit it's just like it's their whole thing with manliness and masculinity that obsession they have you know with like being real men so it's like their god emperor he has to be the the paragon of physical excellence you know what i'm saying so they just they just roll with it despite the fact that he's you know a lump of old play-doh <laughs> orange play-doh I like uh, the, the line where he said he's like, has the energy of a 16 year old. It's like, yeah, because he's famously hooked on Adderall and a bunch of European diet pills. Like, like it literally, but also, like, so the, the, the Chiron there is Ronnie Jackson wrote a book. And so I looked up what his book is. Um, and the synopsis, his own synopsis of his book, the whole book is about how healthy and hardworking Donald Trump is. And I watched him up close. It's just, 
it's just a whole book about how Donald Trump has abs. And so here's from the book excerpt on the Amazon page. I would talk to the president before the chief of staff even saw the president in the morning. I walked into work and, he, and I was already in the Oval Office talking to President Trump. It was really medical, to be honest with you. It was whatever going on in the news. I mean, the first person to see in the morning, the president was completing tasks two to three hours for anybody else showed up in the West Wing to work. Uh, yeah, we saw the tweets, bro. We saw the 3M tweets. Again, Adderall. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. I, 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 you can make money just telling people that Trump uh, yeah, rules like yeah. is yeah. yeah, is an ass kicker. I know that's what I was saying. It's like this dude's whole thing seems to be talking about how much of a badass Donald Trump is. Like that's this guy's career is doing that. I mean, he's a fucking congressman now, correct? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, but that's sort of what it yeah. sort of what it comes down to. Uh, let's round out the daily dumbass segment with a delightful little slip of the tongue from Sean Hannity, please. Yeah, it's just fun. No big tech. It's just before. fun. Yeah. <laughs> All right, it's uh, summer now hitting America. Swimmers hit the beach, but this year things are getting more dangerous than usual. There's been five separate shard attacks. <laughs> shard, shard attack. I had a buddy shard in college, attacks. like they called him that. Oh, shard attack. <laughs> That's not a bad college nickname, honestly. Yeah. I, I don't know where the shark panic comes from. Nobody's... I, I didn't know that. I had no idea. When you put that clip in there and I watched this, I was like, I was completely unaware we were still talking about shark attacks. <laughs> I thought that was like started after Jaws and they ran with it every now and then. But then uh, everybody just sort of gave up. Every now and then a surfer gets their arm bitten off or whatever. And so it gets some more uh, legs. No pun intended. The shark, uh, the shark panic. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't. I didn't realize that was still a thing. Mm, me neither. Yeah, no, right. look, look, guys, we're largely safe from shark attacks, okay? We we murder way more of them than they do us, and it's, mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's a shame. People cut their fans off just to make soup that don't even need the fan in it and such as that. They're, they mm -hmm. are, comparatively speaking, eating very, very few beachgoers. So leave the sharks alone. Right? Yeah, they got to even up the odds. Eat, eat a couple hundred thousand more of us, and we'll, then, we'll, then we can call it even, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's get into it. What do you think, Mark? Yeah. All right. So uh, this news came out late last week. Uh, some proof of a thing everyone had already been talking about for a, for a little bit. Um, so there was an arrest made in the sexual assault of that ten year old who got um, a, uh, got an abort had to travel to Indiana for an abortion. And I didn't know before that that it had become a right wing talking point that the whole thing was made up. And I don't know why they have to say it's made up because this is obviously a consequence of you know banning abortion without rape um, exceptions. So why they would go to the map saying that this couldn't possibly happen was very bizarre to me. But I guess we're, we're well, wait. Well, what? Well, wait. What, what do you? What do you mean? Because I feel like you just kind of answered your own question, didn't you? Like that's what. That's why their knee jerk reaction was just to say that. Oh, like, that's bullshit. It's got to be bullshit. It can't be true because that type of thing doesn't happen. What we are so fervently in favor of does not lead to situations like this. It can't. That's why this can't be true. Is sort of yeah. how I assumed, you know, how why they immediately landed on that, and just uh, fake news in general, just the the you know the impetus for fake news to be a thing, you know they 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 say all kinds of shit isn't true when it is all the time, but this is a particularly uh, heinous example of it for sure, given the subject matter. Yeah, I mean it went it was all over the place. I don't know how I'd missed it, but like I think go to like the beginning. I think we all heard the anecdote about the. The pretty horrific anecdote about the ten-year-old girl in Ohio who was sexually assaulted, traveled to Indiana for an abortion. Um, 
And people would, this became, we're going to get into this, but like, I, we should not be talking about this because this girl's trauma is bad enough without the whole world trying to figure out who she is. I, I, I haven't looked, but I bet her actual identity is already public on the internet somewhere. And that's going to lead to horrific consequences for the rest of her life that she's already, in addition to all the suffering she's going to have to go through. And uh, I, I, I would imagine that she'd get death threats if and when became, they reached a tipping point where a lot of people knew her name. Um, but people sort of throw out wild bullshit. Like a Washington Post columnist uh, said, oh, well, actually only there were 52 abortions in 2020 involving children younger than 15. Right. Oh, and is that all? Yeah. <laughs> like, One a what week. the fuck? Right. Yeah. One a week. And they're spinning it like it's like a trivial number that we shouldn't worry about the law affecting. Um, and I, I can't write And what you said, and that you said that for the record, that's just Ohio, right? Yeah, yeah, like just the state of Ohio had fifty-two abortions for people fifteen years or younger uh, mm-hmm. in twenty twenty, and yeah, but they were calling it, it's like, listen, this type of thing's very rare. There are only fifty-two of them in twenty twenty, mm-hmm. and like you said, that's one a week, and it's just, uh, you know, it's not yeah. that's not uh, a trivial amount of yeah. abortions on children in your state. And those numbers were from, from 2020 when everybody was, you know, isolating and having contact, including sexual contact with way fewer people. And just to point out the obvious here, pe- kid, uh, kids are in the 15 can't consent to sex. Right. Definitionally. All so those are all rape. Yeah. Automatically, all of those are, are instances of, of rape, of statutory <laughs> rape at the very least. Yeah. I mean, there's certainly some of those were with people their own age. Right. Again, yeah. Two 14 year olds or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. But uh, anyway, it's, it's, it's not like a minor problem. And the, there was... Because those numbers that was from 2020, there was the numbers were higher in 20, 2016 through 2019. Um, so we're talking about at least one kid a rape, uh, one, one kid a week being forced to carry a pregnancy to term. The definition of a lot of those are rapes. Um, and but this is just an anecdote, right? And you can come with an anecdote to prove anything. But we're going to be doing a lot of argument by anecdote because these laws, everybody's body's different, everyone's situation's different, and having a blanket law over all these people is going to result in a bunch of weird shit happening to individuals that everyone is going to be really frustrated by. Right. Um, about no one, we, we shouldn't know about this girl's story. When people talk about Roe being a privacy case, this is sort of what I think a part of it that goes under talked about is like, you're going to be forced to litigate your sex life in court. And also therefore the newspaper, because in order to prove if you have a miscarriage, if some prosecutor wants to take it to court, you have to prove, that you wanted the baby and lost it by accident, right? Which is nobody's fucking right. business but yours. And uh, it, miscarriages suck. I was about to say, yeah, it's already one of the worst moments of somebody's life. You know what I mean? Like, and then to add mm-hmm. that extra element of like needless humiliation and an invasion of privacy, you know, just for this uh, bullshit law. And like you were saying, everybody's situations, there's so many different possible circumstances that are, you know, uncommon in their specificity that could necessitate mm-hmm. somebody getting an abortion that are just not thought or cared about by the anti-choice crowd. You know what I mean? Like they just like, no abortion is killing babies. You can't have that. And that's where we stand. That's all there is. And they don't consider any of these myriad other, you know, possible scenarios. And they're now playing out in the yeah. real world because like, they're real things that really happen to real people, you know. Mm-hmm. Talking about litigating uh, or sex lives in court, I, I, I read an interview today with a, a law professor who's also like an, an abortion law and rights historian. And she was talking about how the right turned against rape exceptions. And 
the basic reason they did this, and they, they don't say it out loud very often, but they think if you create a rape exception, then all those sluts are just going to say they were raped so they can get an abortion, right? Which Jesus. is a, a stupid and horrific reason to not have a rape exception, but they are correct in, in the sense that their their legal regime creates an incentive structure to lie about being sexually assaulted, which is the nightmare scenario that all these men right, men's rights dudes talk about all the time, which isn't realistic because when you say, like, oh, like – Amber Heard made up abuse to get rich. That doesn't it doesn't work that way. It ruins your life to accuse a powerful guy of, uh, of, of, uh, of bad behavior. But like this is a scenario in which there is an incentive structure. I'm not saying anyone would do it because you'd have to be you, in order to try to ruin another guy's life. To, to, to you know, it's like it's too awful to fucking talk about. But like right. these guys are also these people are also gross and they don't they don't understand they don't understand the forces they're fucking with. Not just women's. Well, I, I thought on the just on that note about the you know them uh, turning against an exception for rape. I saw in one of the articles we had in the outlines reading over it, and this is just what I assume most of their you know like general talking point on the matter was was this guy. And sorry if you're going to get to this specific quote later, but a very uh, hardcore anti-choice advocate said that um, you shouldn't you know. You shouldn't punish a child for the sins of their father or something like that, meaning mm-hmm. like the baby still deserves to be born regardless of the circumstances. So just because, you know, someone was raped, that's not this baby's fault. And of course, I'm saying like that's what that's how they justify it, even when you're talking about a fucking 10 year old or whatever, which of course I think is fucking ridiculous, but I hadn't even really considered the implication you just brought up, but yeah, it's just the whole thing mm-hmm. is just uh, yeah. really upsetting. I think you're talking about the quote from Jim Bopp, um, right, who's a National Right to Life official, and it, it was, one of his quotes was, she would have had the baby, and as many women have had babies as a result of rape, we would hope that she would understand the reason and ultimately the benefit of having the child. He's talking uh, about a 10-year-old. I know, I'm about to say, he said, like many women, Who've had mm-hmm. a baby as a result of it's like she's it's she's not a woman. We're not talking about a woman. We're talking about a fucking a kid, child. I've got a ten year old. He's a boy, but still, he's a fucking kid. A ten year old is a child, so it's absurd yeah. to compare her to. And then also, but like just the idea, like listen, we'd hope that she would. You know, we believe she would come around and see the the beauty in her circumstances or whatever the fuck he's basically trying to say. And it's like a ten year old who. Was it's just it? I don't understand these. And yeah, fucking yeah. Jim Bop. Are we going to talk more about Jim Bop later? Yeah, let's go. And, okay, let's go ahead. Uh, I'll go ahead. I'll go ahead and explain who he is now because right. he's, he's 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 really he's a good character in this because he's kind of edifying. For example, that that uh, abortion rights historian I was talking about was talking, was talking about the the long game played by the uh, anti-choice slash pro-right uh, pro-life movement. Uh, she separated into buckets. So you get the zealots who were largely at the beginning were just purely Catholics. And then you have the pragmatics, and she put Jim Bopp in the pragmatic category. These are the people who are open to stuff like rape exceptions, right? And, and the guys that pass the law because pretty much everyone agrees that uh, people that are molested by their uh, dads or stepdads or grandfathers or whatever, and people that are sexually assaulted, should not be forced to carry that baby to term, right? Um, so Jim Bopp, this is full mask off fascist for him because he used to be the guy arguing for rape exceptions, but he would turn out he was pretending the whole time. Uh, thing about Jim Bopp, he's a very powerful figure in, in conservative circles. Um, he's a lawyer. He's a former state attorney general. Um, he 
A study conducted in 2014 showed that Bob was one of a comparatively small number of lawyers most likely to have their cases heard by the Supreme Court. So, like, he gets a leg up in, in big-level uh, court cases. Uh, he's was named, been repeatedly named one of the 100 most influential lawyers in the United States by the National Law Journal. Law Journal. And, yeah, he did try to overthrow the election. He's also the brains behind Citizens United, which is the reason the money is free-flowing into politics. I think the number I saw was, like, billionaires spent $32 million on, on an election, uh, in an election cycle before Citizens United. And last year, they spent, like, $1.2 billion. So, like, one of the reasons our politics has gone uh, completely insane is because they're completely controlled by four or five fucking psychos who want to turn the world uh, into their own vision. We're talking about just, like, a handful of people, like the Mercers and Peter Thiel. Um, so anyway, this guy gets my vote for one of the most underrated, most destructive Americans of the 20th, uh, 20th century. Yeah. And, and this is, this is dumb, I know, but it's upsetting to me and yet also feel strangely appropriate that our, uh, society in this country is being undone in part by a guy whose name sounds like a fifties dance. You know what I mean? It's like. Hey, Daddy O's, you want to hit the gym bop with your main squeeze? Head onto the dance floor right now, you know. And mm-hmm. if not, put an egg in your shoe and beat it. Like, uh, <laughs> like it's just, uh, it's just, I don't know. Just the the whimsy of the name Jim Bop, coupled with the, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the horror of the reality <laughs> and the evil yeah. of his actions is just like it just seems to fit the current mm-hmm. American narrative in a depressing way. Yeah, uh, getting back to like how we're going to be arguing by anecdote, you're going to read story after story like this shit, but here's one from the other day. Because, um, uh, again, everybody's body's different, everybody's situation's different, trying to apply a, a blanket loss to the shit like this. There are people who can't, like, who have who go to rheumatologists for, like, blood and bone disorders who can't get their medication because those medications are also used to manage miscarriages and are part of an abortion cocktail. And it's like, so, like, you're talking about people who aren't even remotely pregnant, can't get the drugs they need to stay alive and not live in pain. Because of these stupid laws. From a story about a Texas woman who started a miscarrier, but her doctors couldn't perform a needed abortion because the fetus still had a heartbeat. She lost liters and liters of blood and put in her breather machine as a result. Um, this is a woman who wanted her kid, who was going through a painful miscarriage, and they made it more painful because they have to wait for her to almost die. They sent her home and told her she could come back and get the procedure when, um, uh, when, she had to wear a diaper, and when she had to change it more than once an hour because it was full of blood, then she got the procedure she needed. They all knew they were going to give her eventually anyway. Oh, God. It's just, um, yeah, it's fucking, I mean, it, I, it, that's the type of shit you hear that coupled with that, you know, the first anecdote about the 10-year-old and everything was just like, I genuinely don't understand how you hear things like this and not get that you're on the wrong side of this particular thing. You know, if you're okay with that, then I don't understand you as a person. But of course, you know, in part what they do is they just deflect and say, well, that, no, that's all bullshit or whatever. Oh, they're making that up. It ain't all that bad. You know, that's one way they sort of uh, try to deal with it, yeah. I guess. And then many of them just don't give a fuck. But yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's wild. Yeah, it's only 52. It's only 52, Trey. Um, before we get into the whole, this whole backstory, backstory, I want you to see how fast Fox News pivoted off this, like, from the 10-year-old girl was is lying, or people lying about this 10-year-old girl existing, or both, actually, they sold both lies, into what the news story is, because this is, like, this is neck-breaking speed. This, these are back-to-back days, these stories. We do not have all of those answers at the moment, but right now it looks specious. Well, it also was repeated by President Biden. Correct. And so um, that is another question here. So we'll continue to watch for this as well. An update from a story we brought to you last night. A man in Ohio has been charged with rape 
in the case of a 10-year-old girl who traveled to Indiana to terminate her pregnancy. Police erected Garrison Fuentes Tuesday after he admitted to raping the child on two different occasions. ICE confirming to Fox that Fuentes is in the country unlawfully. The 10-year-old... Fuck you. There Fuck it you. is. There it is, dude. You know, as soon as they, that came up, they were fucking high-fiving and she's like, oh, thank God for that. Okay, we got that. Let's, we're going to run with that. We're all in agreement, right? We're running with that. Like, this is an immigration issue, Mark. That's what this really is. If Biden didn't have the borders fucking open and everything, then, you know, we wouldn't have to be talking about none of this. Forget the abortion thing. Like, it's the most... It's the most obvious and transparent pivot you could ever imagine them them happening or them uh, performing. Not for nothing, I think everybody here knows already knows this, but undocumented immigrants are one of the least crime committing populations for fairly obvious reasons. You want to right. the radar trying to stay, yeah, right, not trying to draw attention to themselves. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyways, what I'm talking about is immigration status because it doesn't fucking matter. There's there, there's going to be scumbags and creeps in every population in general, and Using a skin color in this case is just evil and gross. And what had happened is the the Ohio's attorney general had went on a bunch of news saying he didn't think it was real because he hadn't seen the case. There had been specifically because there had been no DNA there had been no DNA testing reported to the state lab. Now that guy had already been arrested and confessed. So why would you do a DNA test to put him in double jail? And also the attorney general of the state wouldn't be engaged in like district level prosecutions. There'd be no reason for it. He was bullshitting from the fucking beginning. And the worst part of this is the Washington Post did a fact check where they questioned the story. And I just want to say, fuck Glenn Kessler. And when he was called out for it, he's like, well, actually, I've had family members raped. So I don't know what they're supposed to mean. Um, we're going to be talking a lot about fuck the Washington Post. We'll be talking about Megan, Megan McArdle in a second because she sucks. Um, so the order of events here are, let's talk about the Indiana doctor for a second. This, this story came from the doctor in Indiana who did the procedure. She talks about giving the procedure. She gets called a liar. The spin machine goes into overdrive. The guy gets arrested. The doctor gets called a criminal for not reporting it in the right fashion, which she actually already had. Um, the spin machine doubles down on calling the doctor a monster and an activist. She's not an activist for being an expert in her field. This is like, they do, they do this with climate scientists too. It's like, oh, you're environmental activists. No, I just know the seas are going to be boiling in a fucking, fucking years. It's also that. like, am I wrong? And then it's like, it's implying, they're implying that she also shouldn't have done it. Like it's the, it's the implication is that the, the 10 year old should have, you know, should have been forced to carry the baby. This doctor shouldn't have done mm -hmm. that. And they're trying to come after her for it. Like, yeah. So Indiana, Indiana's attorney general went on, I think, the Sunday shows and was saying that she basically had said that she had violated HIPAA law by, by talking about the girl's case. That's not true. Then he said she may have violated state law by not reporting the sexual assault. And also, you got to, I guess you got to file specific paperwork for uh, when you do a uh, abortion procedure on an underage girl. And they said she hadn't done that when she had. So she's, and by the way, she filed a lawsuit today or escalated towards filing a lawsuit against the, the attorney general for defamation. I hope she fucking wins and takes his house. Um, so important little caveat here. We only know the actual facts of this case because a local news reporter in Ohio went, saw it on the docket, got to get arraigned and went and sat in the courtroom and heard the details of the case that confirmed this was the case, the girl that went to Indiana for the procedure. So while local newspapers are shutting down, we're not going to have actual facts anymore. It's going to be nothing but national level arguments about shit we don't know is happening. 
so that right. that part scares me. But support your local newspaper because uh, if you want a democracy to keep going, we got we got to have actual information. But they so they're tearing us apart because the only source in the story was the doctor who done the procedure. That's what more reason they're questioning her. But like, think for a minute why there's only one source talking about this story. The girl's not going to go on the record. Now they're her parents. They want to keep their identity secret for fairly obvious reasons. The government protects victims, the names of victims of sexual assault. Um, they, they had the arrest hadn't been made yet. So the cops weren't talking. So like, well, Winchester question, yeah. But also, I mean, is the doctor who performs the procedure not a you know that's not a valid enough source in a situation like this in a story like this? Like, it's a well, first-hand account from a you know, expert and, really, and witness on the matter, isn't it? I don't know. I'm not a journalist. You was. You tell me. To, yeah, to take it back to my journalism, uh, journalism ethics classes, you want as many sources as possible to give you to, to confirm a story. Like, there's a famous sure. anecdote when Michael Gesikoff was chasing the Lewinsky, uh, Lewinsky, Lewinsky, Lewinsky Clinton sex scandal story. Somebody walked by his desk and asked him what he was doing. What he was doing on the phone. He said, I'm trying to second source a blowjob. Uh, not an easy thing to do, but like you can't really go to print with big level allegations with very thin sourcing. But again, th- these types of sources, stories, these are the sources you're going to get because doctors are afraid to speak up in general, even if there are multiple, multiple doctors working on this case, because this woman is getting death threats. And it's not the first time she's been got death threats before. And also the attorney general is threatened to prosecute her. So a bunch of people aren't going to be talking on the record about this shit. Um, <clears throat> the... By the way, the, the Ohio Attorney General, he sort of fucking lied. We talked about he lied about the law and what he knew when and where. He was trying to say that she shouldn't have had to go to Indianapolis because Ohio's law would have had an exception for a case like this. And it absolutely doesn't. You go read the plain text of the law. It does not. It only has exceptions for the life of the mother. They're trying to say, well, a 10-year-old giving birth is dangerous. But again, this is an environment where doctors are letting women almost bleed out for doing procedures because they're scared of getting arrested. Uh, he's also, he's a, he takes a lot of pride in pro-life stuff. Um he, after Roe v. Wade was overturned, he successfully filed a motion to dissolve the injunction on Ohio's six-week abortion ban um, and tweeted out celebratorily that uh, the Harvey bill is now the law. Um, anyway, his son and daughter-in-law publicly criticized his actions and messages on Facebook uh, in late June. Uh, his daughter-in-law said, the lack of pro-choice is blatantly against what this country says in its banners and documents. The land of the free doesn't seem so free right now. So I love this guy's getting roasted by his own family. Uh, but I still can't believe how hard it went on this. Jim, Jim Jordan, Congressman Jim Jordan of Ohio, and this is all happening in his home state, uh, went on Twitter to call the 10-year-old victim a fucking liar. He later he later deleted it after the arrest. Um, but these people are all lying because they don't want people to blame them for the inevitable consequences of their policies right. at the beginning of the story. These are, awful, these are awful and popular for fairly obvious reasons. Like Everyone's listening to this being like, why doesn't everyone agree with us? Everyone does fucking agree with this, or most people anyway. Only true psychos want a 10-year-old to carry the, uh, uh, you know, a product of rape to, uh, to term and have to raise it the rest of their life. They got, this is a kid who wouldn't miss out on, like, you know, school dances, first clubs, uh, going to college. Like, it's like, fuck you. Like, you can sign this kid to a life of misery for a clump of cells. Uh, and also, to say something that's very obvious because everybody wants doctors to be like super brave here, but like you don't go to medical school so you can go straight to prison. So I'm sure some doctors are going to be resist do resistance stuff, but like you can't expect people to just risk going to jail and leaving their families fatherless. Yeah. It's it's, it's right. losing their licenses, probably getting sued. All kinds. Of, I mean, mm-hmm. death threats and shit too. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, like yeah, I mean that shit's easy to say, but I mean I definitely you know understand it. They got. <laughs> It's just a shitty uh-huh. circumstance for them. Um, but the what, people, what? them immediately going to like, 
this is just a wild story to immediately, you know, go straight to, oh, that's clearly made up bullshit to me. Like, given the subject matter of it, I I just feel like you'd want to take even more care than usual to not, you know, say some, to trivialize it or say some or, you know, put it in a, you know, act like it's not true when it could be true and is true. It's just I don't know. It's well, they're trying to say they're trying to say that the laws are clearly written and people can get actual medical care. That an ectopic pregnancy doesn't count, and you should be able to get a miscarriage cleaned out, all this stuff. But the laws aren't written that way. They're written incredibly vaguely, and right. the doctors are taking advice from their lawyers and the hospital's general counsels. And it, if you write laws intended to force doctors to err on the side of not aborting, where there's any question at all, you get medical errors of not not aborting. It's baked in. They're not going to guess when their freedom's at stake. And that's exactly what happened. Here's a Washington Post headline. Confusion yeah. post-row uh, post spurs delays denials for some life-saving pregnancy care. Uh, and these are all the liars, right? But there are psychos among us who don't care enough to bother lying. These are the true zealots. The Ohio, uh, Idaho uh, Republican Party just had their convention. And they debated whether or not to have a, uh, a life with a mother exception. And they decided not to. The, the party that governs Idaho and their campaign platform is stating they will remove a life of the mother exception from their abortion law. They're going to sentence women to death if they're in the middle of having dangerous miscarriages. Idaho, I believe, was also one of the ones we showed a clip from their state house when they were debating something on the floor related to this where uh, a Democratic state congressman asked them to clarify that under their law it would be possible for the family of a rapist to sue the rape victim and they mm -hmm. said yes it was so that was also in idaho i believe if memory serves also i just want to say real quick matt producer matt if you want to uh if you want to start you know putting up some comments and stuff for people about this i know we haven't been getting the comments recently but we'll keep talking mm -hmm. about it but you can hit us with some comments and stuff there matt and if you miss a couple yeah. screen grabs or something that's okay don't worry about that anyway yeah. go ahead mark i, I over prepped the show i'll just run through this real quick but there's a couple things happened in congress last week there's uh, a couple of people were testifying in front of congress uh josh Hawley's wife who's a right to life activist and that one we talked about before who's the head of a pro-life organization she's the one who said that uh, fetuses were used, being tossed into power plant stoves to power Washington, D.C. That right. was the way. Yeah. <laughs> they, both, they both pulled the same move in congressional hearings this week where they were asked about life-saving medical care that was being forbidden by these laws, and they tried to define those as non-abortion. They said if the 10-year-old Ohio kid getting her procedure does not count as abortion. They're, like, they're, they're, they're Orwellian chains in the, in the language. Abortion is a definition of a medical procedure. It's not a political issue until you, until you make it one. So, like, she's trying to say, like, chemotherapy isn't chemotherapy if you get it for a different kind of cancer. And that's absolute bullshit. And the other woman was asked about ectopic pregnancy. Can you get a, a terminated ectopic pregnancy, pregnancy? And she said, that's not an abortion. I'm like, yes, it is a fucking abortion. Ask a doctor. Right. Turn to a doctor right here and said it. Yeah, oh, it's like God. they're trying to be like, no, listen, we're only opposed to the bad kind. You know, the, yeah. the good kind is fine, even though nothing about the way our laws are written or codified would give you the reason to think mm -hmm. that. We're just mm -hmm. saying, of course, we're not monsters. We're okay with that. But that's so we don't like abortion. That's uh, that's something else. That's awesome. <laughs> we don't know what that is called, but it's not abortion because it doesn't suit uh, the narrative and also makes me look like a monster if I admit that it is. So I'm just going to not do so. 
Right, but that's like, but they all, that's the, it goes at the root thing is like my abortion is justified, but those sluts shouldn't be able to get theirs, right? It's sort of right. like the, the, the blanket statement national version of that. But also, you can't claim ectopic pregnancies don't end in abortion when Catholic hospitals limit doctors' abilities to treat those cases because they claim that it's abortion. Pick a fucking thing, right? Yeah, there's, yeah. No, there's, not, there's not even a narrative through line here. Uh, uh, so, Getting to the end of this, um, like we said, uh, I, Indiana's going after the doctor. People threatened to kill her. We talked about she'd been threatened before. Um, she got her, the FBI alerted her last year that her kids were subject to kidnapping threats. She stopped traveling to South Bend to do procedures because she had like a remote clinic there. Um, and this is probably the craziest thing that I saw. There's a proposed bill in North Carolina that would be a constitutional amendment to establish a fetus as a living person and includes a carve out that says, if you kill someone who's get, uh, about to perform an abortion or facilitating an abortion, that would basically be considered self-defense because you defend the life of another. So you'll be able to legally murder abortion doctors in North Carolina if this becomes a constitutional amendment. Well, I tell you what, uh, the, the other North Carolina congressman that came up with the uh, electric vehicle charging post thing he's probably kicking himself after there's like his you know his asshole buddy on the other you know in the republican state house comes up with no it's okay to murder pregnant women if they want an abortion you know he's like god damn it why did i go with the electric car thing yeah right exactly now he's gonna get all the headlines for being the crazy asshole around yeah. here that's supposed to be my job no that's fucking that's... insane dude i mean that just they could just show up to abortion clinics and stuff and just execute people mm -hmm. like with a law. Everybody. Like that. Yeah. You do a mass I mean, shooting, you do a legal mass shooting. Um, yeah, it's so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I can't, I can't wrap my mind. There, I saw lawyers debating on, uh, online about whether, uh, whether you'd be able to kill the mother to stop an abortion and they couldn't figure it out. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, if you're, if your wife, if your pregnant girlfriend tells you she's getting an abortion and you murder her to stop the abortion, that might be a viable self-defense claim in North Carolina um, starting uh, next year. Jesus Christ. Mary, Mary Beth Wells Allen on Facebook says America has the highest maternal mortality of any industrialized country. So, you know. This will help that, obviously. <laughs> All this shit. They saw that and they're like, well, we got to get that. We got to shit that stat yeah. up a little bit further. I, I always wonder why things could. We have some. America has so much resources to make things better in so many ways. And we just like, they just tell us America's number one. And we just say, yeah, well, I guess they can't do it any better. And then we just keep doing it the way we do it. Right. It's like, yeah, not, babies don't die as much. Babies and moms don't die as much in other countries. And if we wanted to actually care about life, yeah. Kim Avery, Kim Avery on Facebook says, "Allow women to have abortions at VA hospitals." Yeah, I saw that people want to buy uh, Biden to do stronger executive orders. Um, he passed one that was like pretty much kitchen sink about freedom to travel and all that stuff. But like, <laughs> I didn't realize that freedom to travel isn't in the Constitution anywhere. So like, they could the Supreme Court could just say you need a passport to go from North Carolina to Virginia. So the idea Biden, so because the VA is like an executive branch agency, so he could yeah. he could dictate that a VA hospital in any state could yeah. be. Uh, I, I I guess they're saying because it's federal property that state laws wouldn't apply, but I'm not sure. I, I know there was a proposal to do it on on native, uh, native reservations, and all that stuff seems like. Obviously, a Hail Mary situation, but like I don't think making the legal regime more confusing is going to help. 
I don't know. I mean, we're talking about like trying to save people's lives here. So obviously do everything you can. Stephanie Hinton sales says my Republican ex friend says she's pro choice, but it should be up to the States. Same argument they had for slavery. I'm losing it over this insanity. Yeah. Well, you know, the the week that the very week that SCOTUS overturned Roe, that same week they had that gun control case where they were like, listen, States can't just be allowed to decide things like this. There's about the state of New York. And then they turned around mm-hmm. with Roe and were like, this is for the states to decide. So, I mean, yeah, they're not even pretending to be logically consistent or anything where that's concerned. Yeah. And also, like, they're not going to leave it to the states because, like, there's like 180 sponsors or something in the House right now, Republican sponsors for a national RP bill. So uh, the goal here is to not leave it to the states, have a national law outlawing abortion. So, yeah. Matt Knight says, I don't understand how Republican women don't stand up to this. I mean, yeah, look, they've had, you know, seemingly obvious reasons to uh, oppose <laughs> or be opposed to, you know, the Republican Party line for a long time, in my opinion. And they just, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, a lot of there's a lot of hardcore anti-choice, you know, women in this game. Obviously, I mean, fucking Amy Coney Barrett, the Josh Hawley's wife, the other lady you were talking about that testified before Congress this week. Like, you know, they're out there in full force, too. And I agree. But it's like Mark was saying, they're like, yeah, why? Well, you know, I don't me and my other good women friends don't have to worry about this. This is a nasty women issue, you know, how it works in their head. I'm assuming there's, there's some hardcore true believers, but also there are just people that don't think it will affect them or their kids. I think they're being naive, but, but they're also like some deep weirdos. Um, I was at my buddy's wedding a few years back. I was back on the East coast and one of his college buddies is married to a woman who happens to be the director of a pro-life organization. And, She'd never met my wife before, walked straight up to her and immediately asked her what birth control method my wife and I use. That's and, a hell of an icebreaker right there. <laughs> and my wife is like, like, it's, like uh, walk, it's like a liberal walking up to somebody at a wedding and be like, so, butt stuff? Yeah? No? Like, where are you guys at on? <laughs> you honestly, guys that's a much fucking? more interesting, that's well, a much yeah. more interesting conversation than me. Yeah, no, right? I'm, yeah I'm, so, I'm cooler with that one, too, for obvious reasons. But, yeah, it's just a, it's a wild line to cross right out the gate upon meeting so, somebody. So there's one of those people who converted to Catholicism as adults and went really hardcore into it, right? Like like trad calf kind of shit. And so they have they have they they have a bunch of kids. And she's trying to pitch my wife on the um, the utility of the rhythm method. And she goes, "Wait, how many kids do you have?" And she goes, "I mean, she's like rhythm method. It really works. It really works. It never fails." And my wife goes, "How many kids do you have?" And she goes, seven. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Maybe that's what she meant. Maybe she was like, yeah, you know, it really works. Really yeah. gets the babies going. Michael W. says, 10-year-old must carry to full term. Can we say handmaid's tale? Yeah, I mean, ever more dystopian around these parts for sure. Kim Avery also says, handmaid's tale is not a documentary. Um, yeah, the shit, the shit is rough. But also, as we just alluded to, you were saying to Catholic, you know, Matt Knight had said, uh, I don't understand why more Republican women are are not okay with this or or whatever. You know what I mean? And it's just, I mean, so much of it is is also God, man, and relig- like you know, most any kind of like hardcore Christian. I know there's you know there's progressive Christians and stuff, but you know what I mean. They're like the any kind of hardliner, 
remotely is going to have this uh, this take on it probably because that's what that's what the Lord says they believe. Uh, I, I've told this before, I think, but I met a guy, a liberal dude out here in L.A. We were talking about it, and he's a Hispanic guy, and he said his parents uh, don't didn't even like Donald Trump, but they voted for him, and he said it was 100% entirely because of of abortion, mm-hmm. like they're single issue voters, and that's the one. Abortion has yeah. to be illegal. A lot of Christians feel that way, evidently, men and women. So there you go. Yeah, I mean, if you actually fully believe that that life begins at, at fer- they're they're trying to pass laws that say life begins at fertilization, which is completely scientific because it hasn't even been planted. You might, you might, doesn't matter. But if you really believe that, then there is a genocide happening every day, all day, every day. So I can understand if you if you actually believe that. Why you absolutely you have to put a stop to it at any cost, including uh, women dying, because you're still saving lives in aggregate. Um, I just think that's really stupid and destructive for a whole host of reasons. We just spent the whole show talking about. Uh, but like, the, I, I, I think they're talking about the Republican women thing. I, I'm sure they're going to lose votes over this. Um, the question becomes, to what extent voting affects anything anymore? Because certainly the races that aren't gerrymandered, like governor and president, um, it'll help. But state legislatures, where a lot of this stuff is happening, they're gerrymandered right. all the shit. Right. Um, and between the gerrymandering and just the way the sort of whole system is set up within the Senate and everything anyway, they're, you know, this is a minority ideology that has such mm-hmm. a stranglehold on American society because of the way of our political system works. Like, more people are opposed to all of this shit across the board, but they have an outsized amount of power. But sort of related, you, t- you said, you know, voting, how much does it matter or whatnot. On a somewhat related note, Natalie Nichols, there she is, longtime listener and commenter, says, if Trump runs and loses the primary, do you think he would run as an independent? No. I don't think so because um, he definitely lose then. He doesn't like losing. And I don't think he'll lose the primary. Like, so they're, they're, they're yeah. making a big hay of like most primary voters largely elect, reject Trump in a poll, but he was still leading by a mile. It was like, cause it, it, it's like they put, they polled 10 different people and he's getting like 20, almost 30%. But that's how he went last time. We had like 30% in the Republican primary last time and he became president. So like, Brad, Bradshaw crew says if Trump runs, there will be no primary. He'll just be the nominee. I mean, yeah, I don't, I agree with both of y'all in that. I don't think he'll lose the primary either if he runs, uh, unfortunately. Yeah. I think DeSantis will definitely try because yeah. the, the, the donors already turned to him. I think DeSantis will run. And I think you'll see some never Trump candidate get like 2%. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> Going to be fun. Uh, yeah. 2024 <laughs> can't wait but hell we gotta get through the rest of this year and then 2023 who knows what uh fresh hells those will uh hold for us either before we even get to 2024 so yeah uh-huh. anyway jesus christ goddamn all right so uh <laughs> yeah remind you again we're just about out of time thank you for all the lovely comments thank you for being here if you want to see me live doing stand-up go to treycrowder.com if you want to support the show and get some bonus skew stuff Get on Patreon, sign up on there. And, uh, yeah, thank you all very much, as always. And uh, we'll see you next time. Won't be long. Love you, bye. (laughs)